We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply point guard Corey joseph of the kings so just great prices here we know De'Aaron fox out of that lineup joseph going to take over 3700 on both FanDuel and DraftKings. 10 bucks over on yahoo easily for me the top value play it will be for a lot of people but a cash game lock you got to decide what you want to do in tournaments i would rather be overweight here on Corey joseph than to take the fade or be underweight and i know this guy's been in this spot many a time sometimes he's been good sometimes he's been bad but more often than not, personally, he's been good to me. I'm going back to this well. Giving you a 7x return in each of the last two games. Now you take Fox out of that lineup. You give him this matchup with the Portland Blazers and Damian Lillard, who have been playing zero defense at this position. And I love this spot for Corey Joseph. So, again, cash game lock on all the sites. Tournaments, you got to make the decision yourself. You want to fade him? I get it. Probably going to be the highest owned player on the slate. I would rather be overweight on him. And that's what I'm going to do tonight here at these cheap prices for Corey Joseph. All right, we're not done with the Kings. Let's go back there at shooting guard, small forward, depends on the site, Bogdan Bogdanovich. So first thing you gotta do, make sure you click on the right guy. Uh, you've got the guy for the Pacers as well, who, okay, fine, I'd rather play the guy for the Kings. Over 30 fantasy points now in each of the last two games. And when you look at our court IQ tool over on Roto-Grinders, you can adjust and take guys off the floor, see who gets the bump here. Well, when you take De'Aaron Fox, and Marvin Bagley off the court for the Sacramento Kings. It's Mr. Bogdanovich, 7.2% usage bump. That is a massive number, which jumps his usage up to almost 30% in this scenario. Fantasy points per minute also goes up to 1.07. So we give him 30, 35 minutes. You do the math, he easily pays off this number here. Loading up on the Kings with Joseph and Bogdan Bogdanovich. But guess what? We are not done with the Kings. We're gonna go with the trifecta here at power forward center, Rashawn Holmes. Now, if three kings is too much for you to stomach, I get it. Use two of the three, mix and match, however you want to do it. I'm comfortable with all three of these guys in a lineup here in this game against Portland. We'll get to that matchup here in a second, but I love the ceiling that Rashawn Holmes gives you. You know, production's kind of been all over the place with him, 
but at a nice mid-range price, this is definitely a guy that can produce 40, 45 fantasy points for you. Portland, bottom seven against power forwards, against centers. Been a struggle against the bigs for the Portland Blazers. And it also shows in the projected team total here for Sacramento, projected to score nine more points than their season average. So a huge jump there. The Blazers providing little resistance against any of these three. Again, Joseph, Bogdanovich, Holmes, pick whoever you want out of this group. I really like all three here tonight against the Portland Blazers. All right, we're done with Kings, I promise you. Let's go to power forward center with Bobby Portis of the Knicks. So last game against Chicago Bulls earlier in the season, season high in fantasy points for Bobby Portis. Went over 50 on both FanDuel and DraftKings in that game. Mitchell Robinson out once again tonight. So that should solidify the minutes here for Bobby Portis. Not a guy that's going to ever play 40 minutes, but 25-30, probably all he needs here. And against his former team, this guy has definitely been pretty good in the revenge narrative department. Three out of the four, he's gone for double-doubles. We mentioned that 50-point outburst earlier in the season. And great price over on Fandle. I know there's a little bit of a dilemma there. He can only play one center, and with Embiid drumming on the board, could be tough, but it can also differentiate your lineups here. That price, very favorable. Also when playing all the other sites, no doubt. But Fandle really stands out, gives me a different lineup. I think Bobby Portis goes nuts here against the Bulls once again. Tonight. All right, back to Value Town here. Small forward, power forward, Jakar Sampson of the Pacers. Want to talk to Sampson? So the old schoolers will know what I'm talking about there, but anyone can look at this lineup here and see Indiana going to be very, very shorthanded tonight. No Jeremy Lamb, no Miles Turner. Our boy Batazzi also going to be out here tonight. And Sampson, 20 or more minutes in each of the last four games. And I know the production been all over the map, some bad games, some decent games, one elite game in there. I see that 30 fantasy points, and if this guy has the upside to give me an 8, 9, 10x return on this salary, it's a guy I'm interested in playing. So it doesn't cost you a lot, only 3,600 on both the sites, minimum price on Yahoo. Risky, yes, I like to play these guys and roll the dice. High risk, high reward. Jakar Sampson gonna be in a lot of my lineups tonight at these bargain basement prices. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play on the Tuesday night slate. But before I do that, guys, I want to know who your favorite play is. Who's your beast tonight? Get in the comment section right below the video and let me know who's going to be the top dog tonight. While you're there, guys, need a couple things. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done that. Get notified. Hit that bell. Then you'll know when the videos are coming out. We're doing a couple NBA videos a week, a couple football videos a week. So, Make life easy, subscribe, hit the bell, and if you enjoy your time here in the Fantasy Bar, whether you're a long-timer, whether you're a first-timer, hit that thumbs up button, guys. That's the tip jar here in the Fantasy Bar, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, before we get out of here for the day, let's take a look at my favorite play, you know Mass, the beast of the night. Beast time, we're going to go back to Indiana here to wrap things up. Power forward, center, Demonis Sabonis, tonight's beast of the night. So we already mentioned the injuries. Lamb, Turner, Batadze going to leave them very shorthanded, especially on bigs there with Turner and Batadze being out. And this guy being about as consistent as you could ask for. So we talk cash games. You want consistency? Well, here it is. Six double-doubles for him over the first eight games. 44 or more fantasy points in five straight games. And you take those guys off the floor again. Court IQ tool over on Roto-Grinders. Invaluable information. A team high 1.31 fantasy points per minute. Again, 
Simple math, give him the minutes he's been playing, and he lands right in that 50 fantasy point range, which easily pays off this number, especially on DraftKings at that $8,400 price point. Don't hate the 95 on FanDuel with the minus Sabonis. Easily my favorite play on Tuesday night and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Tuesday night and the happy hour trying to give you value. Mid-range plays. Lots of studs on this slate tonight, so hopefully we made life easy for you. But, guys, if you have any questions, hit that comment section. Make sure you get your beast of the night in there. Subscribe, the bell, the thumbs up button, guys. Take a few seconds and hit all those notifications. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at BeermakersFan. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck, guys. We'll be back with another NBA video tomorrow for the big Wednesday night slate. So stay tuned for that. Football videos, as always, on Wednesday and Thursday. Busy times here in the Fantasy Bar. But, guys, thank you for stopping by, and good luck tonight. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's going on, Rotogrinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7 out of 4. If you want to get all technical on me, it's actually 523 on the East Coast, 223 on the West Coast, 423 Tennessee time, of course. Of course, I'm at this time with the flagship show here at Rotogrinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, straight out of the bullpen, uh, we had a late scratch, apparently. Uh, it's not Kyle, but equally sad, Travis Van Gogh. What's going on, Travis? Yeah, I don't know. Am I equally as sexy without the beard? I mean, no beard right now. Uh, you know, things are different. Uh, we're winning money lately, so we don't have to hit 7-Eleven for any uh, slump busters or anything, Dean. Life is good over here. Had a pretty good NFL Sunday, and uh, basketball didn't work out, but I ran good. I had a bad day when I got refunded, so uh, no issues over here in life. Yeah, my NFL Sunday did not work out so well, unfortunately, so uh, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, we, we lost a few minutes. We apologize. We got a late start, but of course, we have the next, what, 57 minutes and change, give or take. To let you all know what's going, know what's going down as far as basketball wise on Tuesday, man, go. This is the perfect amount of games, right? Eight—that's a good number for you. Yep, when it, yep, I'm definitely down with eight. That's perfect for me, man. A nice sweet spot. I'd rather six. It's probably a little easier, but eight is solid too. I'm I'm good with that. All right. Well, I'm glad you're versatile. I appreciate. It. There's really no way of negotiating it. It's a tricky slate though. It's kind of weird because it's a bunch of teams that are good defensively. It's a bunch of teams that are slow. Uh, we have the Utah Jazz involved in the game. There's eight games. They're like, what, two or three points from the highest total on the slate because they're playing one of the few teams that are actually, you know, bad defensively and play at a fast pace. Uh, but, you know, we we do with what the slate gives us. And what, the slate, what does the slate give us, Fangone? It gives us body parts. You want to know who's in and who's out? Oh, I, I do not like, but uh, I mean, go for it, I guess, Dean. Uh, we'll, I'll sit back and hang out with the chat. So uh, you, I, I like how you like to pretend. You like to pretend like that's like the not the most significant thing. <laughs> yeah, actually, is like so valuable to me. Joel Embiid will play tonight. By the way, that just came out. I don't know if that's anything. And uh, well, so there was you go. he ever in question? I don't know. That's why it's weird. It just popped up my timeline. Like, uh, okay, but I would not commit if he will play in the second half of the back to back tomorrow. Okay. Saying there will be more updates to come so uh i don't know that's something that you we and i talked about off air a little bit what's going to happen with that so uh you know i don't know i thought that was interesting yeah we were talking about that and that's the first game we'll get to it in a second before you know, of course there, there's some body parts and there's a body part significant to uh and beats teammates of course you know al horford he's out with rest he's got a chill ben simmons actually is going to play with his shoulder that's kind of sort of somewhat surprising i didn't expect that uh the aaron fox he's out with an ankle he's gonna be out for a while so we won't mention his name for about a month or so something like that the Miami Heat, a lot going on there. Uh, Justice Winslow, he's still out with his head. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick Tat James Johnson, he's had the fish, not feeling particularly well, so he's questionable. Uh, Derek Jones is out with his hip. Tyler Hero has got an ankle, so he's questionable. And Kelly O, Kelly Olenek, he's questionable with his knee as well. Detroit, Blake Griffin can't play the back-to-back. He's out. Uh, Derek Rose is old, so he can't play a back-to-back either. And Bruce Brown's got a knee, so he is questionable. So some potential value opening there for the Detroit side. Uh, Indiana, plenty of value as well. Miles Turner still out with his ankle. Gogo Bataze still out with his head. And Jeremy Lamb uh, has an ankle, so he can't play. Steven Adams is going to give it a go with his knee. He is probable. Terrence Ferguson out for personal reasons. Chicago, we got Otto Porter out with a foot. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, apparently he's been playing with an oblique for the last two weeks, so that kind of explains why he's stunk for, for a while, but he's still going to keep playing apparently. Uh, Crab is uh, probable for Atlanta for what it's worth. Vince Carter out for personal reasons. Evan Turner's got an Achilles, so he's out. Damian Jones drawing the start for what it's worth. I have a lot of notes today. Uh, DSJ expected back today for the Knicks. Uh, he was out for personal issues. Elf Payton's still out with his hamstring. Mitchell Robinson's still out with his head. Uh, Kara Silvert's got a thumb, so he can't play. Uh, Malik Beasley's questionable with the fish, not feeling particularly well. Rodney Hood back with his back. Hassan Whiteside's got a foot, so he's going to play. 
Uh, Anthony Davis has a shoulder. He is probable. I am scared. Uh, Rajon Rondo, your boy, Rajon Rondo. I just woke you up, man. Go, you took a little nap there. Rajon Rondo has a calf. He is expected to play with that calf tonight. Who knows how many minutes? And Troy Daniels, teammate, questionable with his knee. What are we excited about as far as all that news? I'm excited about Nikki B415 in the chat, man. He's got you with the pythons over there with the, with the muscles. He's got your old picture as his avatar. That's what I like to see. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that takes me back for sure. It's been a rough offseason for your boy. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that, that's not Photoshop. That did happen. It was a good angle. Let's say it was a good angle, and there's probably, I don't know, it's, what are you going to do? But we don't have time to talk about these things. Where are your pythons, Van Gogh? And you're, you're all covered up, but. You know, things actually, uh, you know, we hit the beach, right? Is that what they, they would be unleashed, I assume? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's the winter, man. Uh, you know, I guess they say bulking season, right? Uh, but we'll, we'll see, man. Maybe at the RG party, I'll be, uh, I'll be able to, you know, redeem myself a little bit. Yeah, redeem yourself because you lost in the other uh, race to won the Sweetwater. Yeah, my basketball game was not so hot. I'm not a good basketball player, but it, it was rough out there for your boy over here. You, you also were a chump. You didn't even go play tennis, so I'm expecting. Dude, I was sleeping, man. Time. It was like ten o'clock in the morning. And Crane, Crane alleges he had a tennis racket. And he wanted. Uh, dude, to play he years. did. I was standing next to Crane. I, we were at the court. I, I literally saw him, and I was like, "We could take a picture." And he was like, "Sure." And we took a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's dive in. Let's break down this slate. Uh, of course, the first game here on uh, on tap, Mango. It is the aforementioned Philadelphia 76ers. 219 and a half is the total there. What, 10, 11 point favorites now? They got Simmons back as well, facing the Cavaliers, who are a dreadful team. It's an eight game slate. We just can't sit here and say, oh, you can play that guy, you can play this guy. Can you sell me on anybody on Cleveland? Because I, I mean, you can play Love, I guess. You can play Tristan, I guess, but I'm not playing anybody in Cleveland. Are you? Yeah. So if you look at Cleveland in general, the way you kind of, I guess, kind of play the Cavs, right? The, the best way to approach them is uh, normally play the big men, right? You want to play Tristan Thompson. You want to play Kevin Love. Uh, these guys, they don't really fit that well on this slate, right? Because, uh, you know, if you told me at the start of the show, so you said, you know, Travis, paint a picture of the entire slate for me. Uh, the picture I would paint is the center position. I mean, there are so many to play today. Ridiculous. Uh, all underpriced. So, yeah, I'm not playing Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. They don't fit so well. The only way I think you can end up playing them is if you're, you know, maybe taking a shot on a sixer and you want to run it back with one of those guys, be super contrarian. But I think that's a terrible idea on this eight-game slate. This is not a three-game slate, a four-game slate. Uh, we can cross the Cavs off, in my opinion. I don't see myself really playing any today. So I assume you did your prep today under the assumption that Simmons would be out. At least I did. Now Simmons is in. How much is that? A, or are we interested in Simmons? Because he's kind of underpriced. And it's all relative because a lot of guys are underpriced on DK. A lot of guys are underpriced on fantasy draft. Um, and then, of course, Embiid, you mentioned all those centers. Uh, where does he rank in, in the, the slew of centers? Because, you know, we got Drummond again without Blake. Uh, we got Jokic at a ridiculous price against Atlanta. Uh, how are you prioritizing your, your big men? Because you can't play them all. Uh, you can play five on fans draft for what it's worth, uh, depending on what the multiple position eligibility and DK up to four, I suppose. Uh, what are you looking at as, as far as Embiid? Is he on your family feud board? And if he is, where is he ranked? Yeah, by the way, James Johnson just got listed out officially, so uh, I think we weren't even expecting him, but there you go. That just came in. Um, but Simmons, yeah, I'm not playing him. Uh, I'll pass. Uh, maybe it's because I have the sour taste in my mouth because I had him in that game where he had like seven steals and then like the rest <laughs> of the game log was like seven points, four rebounds, five assists. It was ugly and not what I wanted, but um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to end up playing Simmons here. Just coming off the injury, it just doesn't seem like a necessary spot, especially against Cleveland. We've seen them really cautious with guys with injuries to the point where – 
what they did last uh, last uh, not last week it was uh, Sunday so two days ago they they played the Hornets right and we saw Joel Embiid and Horford I expected them to dominate and get a lot of minutes but instead they played kind of like these double five minutes and I kind of expect them to really start doing that more to monitor players minutes and I wouldn't be surprised if they monitor Ben Simmons minutes especially against a team like Cleveland that they expect to kind of beat and blow out like. The only way you're going to see like Simmons get like an aggressive amount of minutes is if they really truly need him. So uh, I worry a little bit that they won't, and uh, I just think Simmons is not the uh, right move for me. Yeah, and uh, earlier today, Furcon was somebody who was kind of sort of popping in models as a cheapie. We can throw him away now, right? Yeah, I think there's just really really good values, uh, you know, throughout the industry where we don't have to mess with that. Yeah, and Halu uh, Neto was a good run, but we're not using you either, just to clarify. Um, and yeah, that last game was tilting for sure because I had a fair bit of of, of Embiid and. Like it was on the verge. Like, well, we can bring him back. We don't. We'll, we'll see. We were to do like thirteen point lead or so with five or six minutes left to go. And they just, they never brought him back in the game. And that's so, you know I'd like to know if he's sitting tomorrow because if he's sitting tomorrow, I think he's more likely to play his max minutes tonight. Uh, or like again, like you said, this game might be in hand against Cleveland, and maybe he only plays 28, 29, 30 minutes or so. And if that's all he plays, you know, his ceiling is uh, compressed to some degree. Uh, we did want to give a shout out to those rocking the RG badge. Uh, I, I, I neglected these people, unfortunately. Just got the promo. I'm going to read these names cold, Mangones. This might be ugly. Hopefully, there's nothing too funky going on yeah, here. I, I hope Kareem, H- Kareem Hunt's cousin is in there, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But shout out to uh, oh, Scott Hansen, who, who, who talked up uh, Kareem Hunt this weekend, by the way. He was 3K around the industry. Uh, he got a ton of, he was better than all my running backs, I think. Certainly better than Saquon Barkley. Uh, all right, well, let's let's give a shout-out to those. And, again, if you guys rock the RG badge, you've got to do the old incentive for y'all people. Uh, here you go. You finish the top ten of certain contests out there, you win yourself one month free of RG Premium. Those that are doing so, those have signed up in the last few days. We got the Kid 44. We got Snellman, uh, Khadiv 90, uh, Eliminators, AWGIB, uh, Pistol Murph 94, Luke Anthony, Dr. Chim or Dr. Chime. Coach Bull 10, and uh, oh boy. Yeah, Dean, we have news. Uh, I don't know this guy's name, but uh, yeah, we got Kelly Olnick is questionable, and we have Harrow questionable now, according to the 530 NBA injury report. Dude, that was on the body parts. You didn't hear those? No, I didn't, I didn't hear those. So. Those amongst the 30 guys I, I ran off, you didn't hear both those guys are questionable. I thought we would get an update, actually, when James uh, James Johnson got an update. We didn't get an update in either one of those guys? No, we did get it. The 530 update is they are questionable, so there you go. That's, that, that's not an update. It's status quo. Right. I mean, that's the NBA 530 injury report update. I mean, it's technically like they, they've updated from the other time. Like, you know what I mean? You're having, basically what we're trying to say is you're probably not going to get this news for a little while longer. Yeah, well, you uh, just – you rudely interrupted the shout-out for uh, – uh, it bought me more time, but I still can't read this. <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? E-Q-U-I-N-S-U-O-C-H-A. Thank you. And then Av- Avanin Jr. There you go. I apologize if I butchered that, but we're trying our best on that one. Um, all right, uh, let's are we move on from Philadelphia and uh, and Cleveland. We're done, right? Uh, well, I think it's worth noting Embiid is like one of the better center plays of the slate. The question is, listen, no one's going to be like, oh, you know, Embiid is a, a bad player or anything. It just depends on if you think he's one of the better plays according to all the other center plays. That's the decision that you have to end up making. I'm currently leaning no on Embiid, but it just depends what you project his minutes for. That's kind of thing you have to figure out and. Uh, I'm a little uneasy about that and don't know exactly the way it's going to go, but Embiid is a phenomenal play today. Okay, see, Indiana 212.5 is a total. Oh, Indiana is a two-point favorite here. Uh, Damana Sabonis is going to – last I saw as far as our projections for, for minutes, nobody was projected for more minutes than Damana Sabonis. 36 minutes, he's averaging, averaging 
1.31 fantasy points per minute when you kick three dudes off the court. That would be Turner, that would be uh, Bataze, and that would be Lamb. All those guys are going to be out. You have a low-usage guy like in Jakar Sampson entering the starting lineup. Uh, it's a tricky matchup here against OKC, his former team. Uh, you know, Steven Adams, uh, not somebody necessarily want to mess with, but uh, I, did, I think he's just going to get there on usage and minutes, and he kind of sort of has to. Uh, I love Sabonis, you know, especially on, on Bass Draft and on DK. On Fandle, I don't know. Maybe. We shall see. Lineup construction. What say you? Yeah, I think the key on a site like Fando you talked about is we just have to play two power forwards. And I don't know, I don't love power forward today, but um, I'll give you a little premium uh, peek for the people, uh, you know, who don't have it. You know, Demonte Sabonis, he is a guy that is the, uh, you know, core play right now for one Andy Means. So, uh, yeah, he's a really good play today over on DraftKings specifically is where Andy has him listed as a core play. And I love him today, too. He's a great play. Uh, He's going to see so much usage here, a little revenge spot, too, against the Thunder, which is great. But it's just the usage that he's seeing with all all of the Pacers really, really banged up. So uh, I love Sabonis. He's better on DK. And the thing that's nice about him is he's forward eligible. So you don't have to play him at the center position. And then on a site like a FanDuel specifically, uh, you know, power forward, you have to play two. So playing him there is fine. Fantasy draft as well. We get five big men that we can play. So Sabonis will probably be one of them. I was communicating with D-Train and he apparently was, uh, he, he broke the code as far as one of our uh, shout outs. Apparently, uh, Ace Ventura 2, I don't remember very well. You probably I, Have you seen the Ace Ventura, the series? Are you aware of it? Yeah, I have. It's a phenomenal series. <laughs> Apparently, uh, there was a White Devil reference is what uh, – I think that that's what they called uh, Jim Carrey in that series. And I, I butchered that, uh, that pronunciation, so my apologies. I like a good inane random uh, reference to a, a 90s movie. I'm all in on that. Um, all right, so I didn't listen <laughs> – do a lot of that. Well, I get, listen, I gave I gave a little like shout out to the premium and the Andy Means core plays. I mean, Devin's probably really happy over there. I did, did all the plugs. So there you go, Dean. I took care of some stuff for you. I saw Sabonis landed in the core plays, and uh, I don't think he's a bad play, but I'm surprised he is like in there. Well, really I think it's because he's 8.4K, right? The price tag is really nice. And I think the other reason why is, listen, uh, I don't think Andy's taking the stand at center. I don't know. I, I haven't seen all the core plays, but I don't think he's, I think he's going to probably talk about the center position more. I think the key is he's forward eligible. What is he on fantasy draft? Because if he's forward eligible over there, that's pretty nice. Uh, on fantasy draft, he is a forward. Uh, Sabonis talking about fifteen point four k. Yeah, that's great. And and, and like I, you know, when you kind of build lineups, like Corey Joseph's going to fall on a lot of your lineups, and he's a really cheap guard, so we're going to have money to spend at these big men spots. So that's kind of the optimal construction today. Man, go! You gave away. You you told the people. We're sp- I thought Corey Joseph was our little secret. We're gonna keep the one to ourselves. You're telling the people about Corey Joseph? Yeah, man. I, I, listen, uh, I'm coming in here for relief. I'm giving my best effort, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I can't be you know going out there and just throwing uh, five innings with just you know not even thinking out there. I got to give the people the good stuff. Well, the Astros are watching, so they're gonna get your tells really quickly. Just so you know, they're, they're gonna be all over that. Dude, if the Astros are watching, they're watching me and they're saying we're gonna grab Mangone and, and fix his issues and make him a star. That's what the Astros are saying because they fix pitchers up. <laughs> Except for Zach Ranky. Well, eh, he had some moments. Um, yeah, did you mention Brogdon? No, I actually didn't, but it, we were talking about Sabonis so much. But Brogdon's a great play today. Um, you know, 7.6K is his price tag over on DK. Uh, really nice price in fantasy draft. I'm sure the price is really good there, too, because they're pretty similar price tags. So, yeah, I like Brogdon. The question is, I'm spending up at a lot of center spots. So, will I be able to go a guy like Brogdon? I don't know for certain if he's going to make my lineup. But if I'm building my cash player pool and tournament pool, I want to probably be overweight on Brogdon. And I want to make sure that in cash games, I'm considering him strongly because the price is really nice. Yeah, I've seen some optimal spin him out, and I'm not really sure if I'm going to roll with him. And, like, I'm with you. I don't think it's a bad play. It's just a matter of, like, delegating funds. And if I land on him, I'm not upset. But I don't think he's, like, the first player person I'm seeking out. Like, he's not a core play for me. 
but he's a really solid play. Um, yeah, he's definitely in the player pool, right? Like he's not. Yeah, exactly what you said. Really, really good play on the slate. How, how are you running it? How are you running it back? That's the question I want to ask you, right? Uh, you're playing 150 lineups, right? You're loaded in Brogdon, you're loaded in Sabonis. Who are you running this thing back with? Do I have to run it back with somebody? Like we're going to see probably Hamadou Diallo step into the starting lineup. I mean, Demolition Man Schroeder maybe off the bench gets a little more usage or something like that. But I'm not enthused. Chris Paul's been better than he was earlier in the season, but I'm still not thrilled about this. SGA is fine, but th- there's no premium pieces. And dollar for dollar, like Adams is really cheap, but there's a, there's an opportunity to cost that center position. It's kind of the tricky part, and we'll we'll talk about that throughout the show. You mentioned Embiid. We talked about some bonuses of big as well, and you know Joker and Drummond without without uh, without Blake. There, there's plenty of centers out there. So, um, well, well D- Dean, if you're if you're in the lineup builder, right? You, you just hop in, you you put some bonus in, maybe you crunch twenty lineups, and you make sure you run it back with like one Thunder guy, and then you crunch another like. You know, do I have 20, to? Well, I'm just saying, like, so this is something you can do. You can make sure that you get a little bit of exposure to some Thunder guys. I, I don't think you want to have every single Sabonis team ran back with a Thunder player, but I think some of them you would like that to be going down. Like, a guy like SGA, he has massive upside, man. He's been phenomenal this season. So I, I don't think you want to sleep on running it back with one Thunder guy in some of your Sabonis lineups. How many lineups do you make until you say, screw it, I'm going to play SG, SGA? Again, he's not a bad play. They're just better plays. That, that's where I'm at on it. So I don't run enough lineups. For, I don't think I'm going to land on him. Is it a bad play? No, it's not a bad play. He's perfectly fine, especially if he gets on the right side of, you know, uh, of his stocks. But yeah, I think it depends like what site you're playing. Uh, I think that obviously comes into play. But um, yeah, seven K is a really good price tag on him, man. I mean, we got him at four point nine point per dollar. That's pretty good. Um, if I was playing fifty lineups, I'd probably want. Man, I don't want to be like you and say ten percent. That's lame. Um, I would never about, say that. He's at eleven percent. I wouldn't mind uh, getting twenty percent of him, just because the, the upside SGA can have. Just, the problem is, there's a lot of good shooting guards in that range. Well, that, that's the thing, and you keep saying everybody's underpriced. If everybody's underpriced, nobody's underpriced because it's all relative, right? So just the pricing is just sort of skewed, and your lineup's going to look ten percent better than it would on a normal slate. So yeah, like he's underpriced in a vacuum. If like you take this price and throw it in a slate like two weeks ago. But is it underpriced on today's slate? Today's slate? I don't know. Probably not. Because- it's listen. It's it's a fair conversation. Maybe SGA and I'm playing more Fanduel stuff. Maybe uh, maybe that's why I'm like got him more on my mind, right? Because I have to play uh, I have to play two shooting guards, uh, and uh, you know maybe that's the reason why I'm thinking about it more. But I, I know one reason why I'm trying to run stuff back is because uh, I made the mistake when like the Pacers value was so good, not running it back with any Hornets, and then I look back at the first script that I had Hornets in, and like, dude, I would have won all the money. So like now I'm like sh- like stressing running stuff back. So maybe that's just me and my bias uh, leaking it. I was a 4v4 for running all the money yesterday. It was close. I almost I almost had it. Yeah, listen, I was, uh, you know, I had Christian Kirk on uh, Sunday. I was, uh, <laughs> you know, eight man away from winning uh, the Millie Maker. I didn't have enough Kirk. I had some, but not, I, I, I wasn't told that I needed to just hit, the lock the, hit the lock button on him. I had some. Not enough, unfortunately. What's going on in the chat here? They're talking about Home Alone. They're asking about your favorite movie from the 90s. Have you seen movies from the 90s? I have no idea. Uh, there's a question in here from YouTube, our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train. He's all over. He's on YouTube. Hey, what's up, YouTube? Feel free to like and subscribe. That helps us out with the analytics and all that good stuff. Um, much appreciated. Uh, there is a question. They're asking about the Dougie Buckets, who's had some good games of late. Nobody's asked about the Timothy John McConnell. Like, he's been good, too. But, like, they're just, like, thin plays, and they've had their moments. But, like, they're just not reliable, and they're kind of up and down. And Dirk McDermott's really reliant on him making threes. Can he make four or five threes? Sure. But you got to thread the needle on guys like that. And also, they're not like the floor. They used to be the floor where the price is up. So I'm not playing either of those. I'm not chasing those box scores. What say you? 
Yeah, it's a revenge game for McDermott. So if you're team revenge, sure. But uh, you know what? McDermott's only a play maybe on FanDuel at 4,300 where we talked about off the air, Dean. We talked about a small forward over there. It's not the greatest. So uh, that's probably like the weakest position today overall. So um, I, I don't know. I am I wouldn't be playing McDermott or TJ McConnell. I think we've kind of uh, said enough about this game overall. I saw someone in chat said Gallinari. He's another guy, yeah, you could run back with a, a pacer here and there. But I think it's just worth considering. A Have you played Gallinari all season? Hmm. Good question. Uh, I don't think I have. Maybe I think like I, a sprinkle. Um, I think I have. Um, I think I played him uh, obviously in like some tournament lineups here and there. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, and by the way, speaking of that terrible position on Fanduel, uh, TJ Warren, he's just going to be on the court for thirty-five minutes, so you can play him. Like I'm not, he's never exciting, but he could be fine. Uh, move on. Uh, Detroit, Miami, two fifteen is the total. Miami is currently an eight-point favorite. And the tricky part with this game, Mangone, is we don't know anything. It's just kind of if, then. We know some things. But uh, we have still minimum Tim Frazier, <laughs> who might be the only point guard if Brown doesn't play. And, like, Brown wasn't even a point guard until about a week ago or so. Uh, he might be asked to play 35 minutes or so. Now he's a terrible fantasy point better player. And even as is, right now he probably plays 20 to 25 minutes, which, I don't know, is 18 points. Like, this is one of those slates. I have this conversation with Big T all the time. And he's like, well, is 18 fine for your still minimum guy? And I'm like, well, the slate depends upon it. It tells you, like, if there's tons of value, maybe not. If there's no value, of course. Is this one of those slates where you're okay with rostering Frazier if you get those hypothetical 18 fantasy points, no more, no less? Well, 18 is great if I got, like, Andre Drummond going for, like, 82. Like, then, yeah, of course. I'm well, We don't know that, though. We don't know he's getting 82. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You obviously don't know that. But, um, yeah, I, Tim Frazier's fine. Uh, there's a better point guard value play. You know, the secret's out, but it's Corey Joseph. For the people. Uh, what if you play them both, though? You can play them both, and then you maybe get to spend up on you know a ton of other spots. Like you said, we talked about spending up at center a bunch uh, today. Um, there's there's a position like small forward we talked about that we don't like a ton. You can just pay for LeBron's raw points. So yeah, this is certainly in play, and I'm definitely going to be getting exposure to Tim Frazier. We've seen Tim Frazier have 40 point ups. I mean, we have seen that, Dean. It's happened before. Uh, again, maybe in a different situation. College. Uh, April DFS, man. He's, he's <laughs> probably with the Portland Trailblazers, with the 76ers. I think Tim Frazier was like the leader of like the tanking 76ers back then. But um, MCW. Yeah. yeah, Tim Frazier is certainly fine. Definitely a value play. But uh, one guy I want to talk about is Luke Kennard. Is the price too expensive now? I mean, you're getting point Kennard for like 36 to 41 minutes right now. Like Luke Kennard is kind of safe, which is weird to think because he's basically Andy Means, just. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little more spelt, a little more athletic these days. Uh, an old school Andy Means throwback. Yeah, you know Andy Means. Uh, uh, his he shot a thousand percent or hundred percent in his NCAA final, uh, you know, tournament, uh, you know, appearances. Yeah, how many people can say that? Yeah, I mean, he's the best. He's the best in the world at shooting threes in the tournament. I cannot argue that. Small sample size. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Canard dog. I mean, you said forty-one minutes. That seems a little bit ambitious, but like, yeah, he's probably going to play. 34 to 38, depending upon you know the availability of Brown, I suppose. Uh, and we even talked about Marquise Morris maybe being back in our lives as a cheapie that's kind of kind of make things work if you play 30 minutes or so. If you can stay out of foul trouble, that's kind of been an issue. He's been up and down, but I'll certainly play him before I like Tony Snell or something like that. And then let's enter Drummond, who's average, you know, he's having a career year, averaging 1.54 fantasy points per minute. Uh, not necessarily a great matchup here against Bam on the other side, um, but you know he should. The, the upside is certainly, you know, he could drop that Barbara Walters, that Hugh Downs, whatever you want to call it, the old 2020, uh, and throw in some blocks and get a little a couple of assists here and there as well, too. We can kind of sprinkle and pepper the box for outside of just points and blocks. Where is Drummond on your Mount Rushmore of centers today? 
Uh, I think Drummond's number one, man. Uh, I, I like him Ooh. so much today. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan. It depends what site you're playing. Uh, I'm playing a lot more FanDuel. Um, but Drummond is just such a strong player. And I think the thing that I kind of like about it is Drummond, he only played 29 minutes the other night. And that's because he, you know, got into some foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Drummond is absolutely going to smash here, have a pretty big game. Uh, you know, they're going to need his size. You know, Miami's going to match up with him with Bam and Leonard and everything. Like, uh, Drummond, I'm expecting a really, really nice game out of him. And the thing, again, like I said, I'm playing more on Vandal. And you kind of have to play based on how the site is set up. And they that, that kind of rewards you for a lot of stocks, right? And uh, listen, Drummond, those can add up for him. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of him today. Uh, like him more than Embiid, I think, straight up. Um, Gobert, based on their price tags, it's a little bit of a different conversation. But I worry about Gobert's upside, right? Like, Gobert just never puts up that 80-point game. Like, the ceiling that Drummond has is just insane. And I think for tournaments, like, you want to buy in on that ceiling. And I think we have enough value where, like, we're not looking to pay up for, like, all these different guys. Like, sure, there's a lot of centers we're looking to pay up for. But um, I think Drummond's my guy today. Hey, you mentioned Gobert. We'll get to him. He's another one of those guys I just never play. But I might play him today. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about why. Uh, and he's probably, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, well, there's a little tease for you. Uh, we'll talk about why we like Gobert. He's certainly in the, he's probably on my Mount Rushmore as far as potential centers. Uh, yeah. How about the Miami side? Well, one oh. thing I want to mention about centers, like, listen, like there are so many good center plays today. Like if you have a strong conviction on like Jokic being the best play, like just play him. Like there is no problem with that. Like I can also see myself getting off air and looking at things closer and being like, man, like, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like count for this. Like there, there's certain things that there's so many good centers today. It just depends on the build, right? Like, if I have to lose a thousand dollars to go down to a guy like Jokic instead of Drummond, like I'm okay with that. Like I do think though, straight up, you're talking raw points. Drummond's my guy. You got your air horn there, man. Going as far as alerts and like you know breaking news and things like that. So how am I breaking news before you are? This is your one job. Yeah, well, I'm sitting there. I'm interacting with the chat, man. I'm having a good time, but yeah, I, I'm trying to get the air horn up in time. I, I don't know where it is on my app, Dean. Here it is. Let's get it going. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not that's more of like for party. That's not a, well, whatever. Nonetheless, uh, Hero's out. Uh, Olenek is in. There you go. Hey, so oh, I, I, I didn't put him in the body parts. I totally forgot. I didn't really know what body part to use, but what body parts did I have used for uh, waiters and his gummies? His mouth? Like, yeah. Maybe his brain, man. He's, he's an idiot. But <laughs> Oh, um, man. Um, yeah, so here's the question, I, and, and this is a price tag I looked at earlier, and I don't know if this is going to affect it that much, but Jimmy Butler, 7.8K on DK. Um you intrigued? I mean, FanDuel's too much, but uh, DK and Fantasy Draft, the price is pretty nice. Well, that's again, that's the same conversation of, okay, yeah, Jimmy Butler is cheap today. Okay, look at 20 other guys. They're all cheap too, so is he really cheap? No, I get it. And this is where, like, again, like I kind of talk about the center position. Like, if you look Jimmy Butler, for instance, okay, let's. I'm going to – I'm listening to shooting guards at 7.8K on DK. Would you rather have Jimmy Butler and Jokic or like Drummond and Heald? I think that's like the same swap. But like, it, it's an interesting conversation, man. Uh, it's not that easy. Uh, so how do we deal here with the Miami body parts again? Because a lot of guys are out on the Miami side. Let's kind of run it down again. Uh, Nectac, James Johnson not playing. Uh, Jones doesn't get many minutes, but he's not available. Winslow's out. Uh, Hero is being, is out as well. Olenek is going to give it a go. Um, I, I Butler's fine. I agree. Like, I... He's perfectly fine, uh, and the price is okay. Is Kelly Olynyk going to play like twenty-seven minutes now? Maybe Kelly Olynyk's a play. Yeah. Um, what's his price exactly? Let's see. He's three nine on DK. 
I mean, the question is, how do you grade him compared to the other value plays is really the question, right? Um, the other question is, you want the value plays not at center. Yes, that's a very good point, right? It's He's taking up the big men spot, so um, maybe it's more for a different kind of contrarian build. Like I said, I think we're paying down at more of the guards, and then we're paying up at more of the uh, centers, especially the center and forward. It seems like we're paying up for a lot of those guys. What about Bam Bam? Yeah, I mean, Bam Bam goes ham-ham a lot. Uh, the guy is uh, obviously an interesting tournament play if you want to go for it. Like, if you're playing, you know, 150 lineups, you want to run that thing back, uh, you know, go for it. Like, a Tim Frazier and a Bam, if you want to go with that, I'm perfectly fine, but he's not a priority for me at all. Maybe a guy I'm getting a little bit of exposure to, but it's not going crazy. I think there's better center plays and forward plays today. On the season, Linux averaging, what, 0.87 fantasy points per minute. If you say he's going to get 27 to 31 minutes or so or something like that. He definitely pays off that salary. 7.6K on fantasy draft, 3.9K on DK. 4.6 on Fandle. Is he, is he a power forward on Fandle? That could be interesting there, Mango. Yeah, let me look. Uh, he's, he's a forward. He's got forward eligibility on DK, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Fandle, he is a center. So uh, uh, I, like that. I mean, listen, if you want to like pay up to be contrarian or pay down to be contrarian, sure, you can go for that. Uh, I think the one guy people were looking at were doing that was Bobby Porras was a guy, but he's in that five camera range. Another guy was Damian Jones. Like instead of Damian Jones, I'll go with Olnick instead for a thousand cheaper. Uh, if you want to go that route on a site like Fandle, but I think I'll pass. Uh, drafting sees forward eligible, you said, correct? Yes. Yeah, see, I don't know. It's definitely more intriguing over there with the forward eligibility. So uh, I wouldn't cancel him out as an option. I think he's definitely uh, you know, a stronger play than he was. Is, does Kendrick Nunn become in play at all? Yeah, well, Nunn and Dragic are both going to play about 30 minutes, and they're both fine. Uh, a recent play, we've seen uh, the Dragon on the upswing. We've seen Nunn on the downswing. But both those guys should get close to 30 minutes or so, and they're perfectly fine. But I don't have a way of telling you who's like distinctly better amongst the two. And I saw a chat talk about Duncan Robinson. Like, well, this is, this that's is what not necessary. Did. Dude, this is what you do. If you're building, you know, you're building a bunch of lineups. Let's say you like Tragic and none, but you don't know what to do. Um, all you got to do is like, and we'll use 10% because you love that number. You do, uh, you know, you do 10% of Tragic, you do 10% of none, and you go to the player groups, you take the groups, and you make it so they're not on the same team because they're going to eat into yeah. each other. So make sure if you're playing any teams with Tragic and none or with Dragic or none, don't put them on the same team. Separate them completely. And if you're doing that, probably want to run that back with a guy like Drummond, who's really, really good, or Canelo. Uh, shall we move on? Somebody asked about Galloway. You have any interest in Galloway? It's whatever. I mean, he's more interesting, I suppose, if Brown is out. I think he could put 20 relay points in the bucket, I suppose. It's a little thin for me. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's too thin on this slate. If it was a three-gamer, you know, I'd look for it at 4% and maybe help me win some big money, but uh, I'm going to pass. New York, Chicago, 212 is the total. Chicago's a seven-point favorite. Uh, earlier in the day, like an hour ago or so, like Kobe White was one of those guys that people are throwing out as a potential cheapie with, a, you know, no auto quarter. Hutchinson's probably going to draw the start, I presume. He's not a great fantasy point minute player, but he probably could play a decent amount of minutes and just kind of eke his way there. Uh, Markkinen has been bad lately, and we found out why he's been bad. He's been playing with an oblique. Uh, does that mean he can't get there? No, but it probably means it's less likely he can get there, and I assume he's just going to continue to play through it. We shall see. Um, there's a lot of, like, secondary plays in this game, but nobody I feel like I have to have. And, like, I know revenge, you know, Bobby Portis is a thing, according to some people. Revenge Todd Gibson. Sure, why not? Uh, double revenge. Uh, Randall's probably the best play on the New York side. Um, I just don't know if I can get there with Randall. It's just, it's just plays that aren't that much more money that have more upside, in my opinion. Of course, Randall could put up 35 and 14, and who cares about the other three categories? Uh, what's your take as far as this game? This game is mostly like – this one seems to be like the hardest one to predict, so I don't know if I have to predict it. Like somebody's going to come out of it. But how necessary is it to like spend the time and figure it out? 
Yeah, so uh, this uh, this game is definitely an interesting one. I don't love uh, Randall. His outcomes are just too wide for me. I, I get it. He makes sense in tournament. It's, if you see he's low-owned and you want to go overweight on him, you have a strong take, go for it. But I'm going to pass on that. If I play anyone, it's probably getting some Bobby Portis exposure on the Knicks side. Um, RJ Barrett's fine, too. Uh, people are definitely not going to be playing him after like all the issues he's been going through. He got in foul trouble the other day. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not loving the Knicks side that much in my opinion. And then on the opposite side with the bulls, I mean, I don't know what I really want to go with there. I mean, I think white is cheap enough as a cheap point guard play. Again, we're going to probably have a lot of spend up options at the big men spot would cause us to pay down at guard. I think white is a really, really good tournament play. I expect white to kind of shine against like the not so great teams. I don't know if I'm worried about Frank Nicolina defense, but, uh, I don't know. I think white can have a really, really good game. Uh, if he just gets going, uh, you know, he's going to have a massive game. So uh, he's heavily reliant on, on points, uh, averaging 0.8 fantasy points per minute. And he's a guy that could, put he could put 20 real life points in the buckets for sure. And we think he's going to get, and it's probably dependent because it is kind of crowded as far as the guards there with Sadoransky and Levine, uh, Hutchinson is also on the wing as well. Dunn is lurking. Uh, but he should, in theory, get, what, 27 minutes? Get, is that a fair projection? Yeah, I, I think, like, White is a guy, GPP plays. Same with Zach Levine, right? Another guy you can throw in GPPs, but uh, this is a game you probably want to be underweight on, I'd say, and I think if you force me to pick maybe the best play, it's maybe Bobby Portis, but the problem with Bobby Portis is he's a center, and uh, I don't want to play him because I want to spend up at center for all my guys. Well, he's, he's undefeated in revenge games for Chicago, don't you know? Yeah, I don't know if you also know this. Uh, Jim Boylan, the Bulls head coach, you know what he said about Bobby Portis? He's his favorite player he's ever coached. And this is an old like, – Jim Boylan, I think, is pretty old, I'm pretty sure. Like, imagine Bobby Portis is your favorite player you've ever coached. Just I the, think he was – I think Boylan was on the coaching staff with Pop in San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken. So he likes him more than Tony Parker. Yeah, Tim Duncan. Uh, Tim Duncan seems like the nicest guy. Yeah. Mm, well, well. Ginobili, you know. No, instead, we're going to go with Bobby Portis as the favorite guy's ever coached. And didn't Portis punch out his team? Like, okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, Again, I think I think the summary of this game, Dean, is let's go underweight on this game. Uh, it's not a game we want to be overexposed to. If you want to mix and match some guys, sure. But this isn't like a five-man game stack. Let's uh, lock all these guys in. Uh, mix and match a couple guys here and there. Apparently the chat is hotter on Kobe White than I am. I'm not here to besmirch. I think he's fine. Uh, like, for example, if Brown doesn't play, I think Tim Frazier jumps above him. He's cheaper and he's going to play more minutes. He's not a strong and fantasy point minute player, but I think Frazier will be asked to play, you know, close to 33, 34, 35 minutes or something like that. He'll kind of eke his way. Uh, and salary obviously matters too. Uh, hold I on, Dean. Dean, we got to stop the show. Your MySpace is in the chat, man. We got your what? MySpace lurking and everything. All these pictures. Dude, I haven't logged on MySpace in so many years. There's a picture of you playing Rock Band, man. This is this is classic. I That's mean, we, certainly possible. We got a D train. You gotta you gotta put this uh, one of these pictures up at the end of the show. It's in the Did chat. Did you play Devin. Rock Band back in the day? Yeah, I actually listen. I can't sing, but I was the guy in the group that knew how to hit the proper note. So I would, talk, and I like singing, but I, I'm terrible at it, but uh, I would sing and my friends would get so mad, but I could do it on expert and no one else could. So what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, you don't have a go-to? No, nah, I don't. I don't, you know, karaoke every Saturday night like you do, Dean. Well, dude, I don't, I just have to have one on standby in a pinch just in case. All right, let's move it, on. It's got to be a crowd pleaser. I'm always, if I'm going to do karaoke, I want to make sure it's, you got you to gotta gauge the crowd. What do they yeah. like? And then play a song that you know that they'll get into because you want, that's the key with karaoke in my opinion. So if it's an older crowd, let's look for an older song. If it's like a nineties crowd, man, I'll throw out a little like Backstreet Boys for the group. That That's a solid one, you know, because the, uh, that's a nineties, nineties theme, man. <laughs> Atlanta, Denver, 210 is the total. Denver is a 10 point favorite here. Um, well, sure. You could play Trey Young. Uh, 
Um, this doesn't seem like the great slate for him. It's a tough place to play in Denver. They're positioned to lose this game by a good bit. Of course, anything can happen in basketball. And obviously, Denver's a solid defensive team, and they play slower than anybody else in basketball, too. Um, if you're playing 150 lineups, I'm okay making one with, like, Trey Young and, and Jokic. Have fun with that. But as far as the Atlanta side, you mentioned Damian Jones. I, You know, I get I mean, Parker's been really, really good. This doesn't seem like the spot for Parker. And, of course, he's priced up now as well. Uh, Benbury's had his moments of late, of late as well. but. I, I can't get enthused. You know, my first or second iteration as far as lineups, nobody in Atlanta makes an appearance. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, I think what you do with this game is it's pretty simple. You don't want a ton of these, uh, you know, players in your lineups, but Jokic, you obviously like a ton. And if you're playing him in your lineups, right, if you're going to get some Jokic in your life, let's say you're playing 20% of them. Uh, of my 20%, I want to probably run it back with maybe 10% of uh, Trey Young, right? Like I want to make sure that if I'm playing Jokic in some, on some teams, I want to run it back with Trey because we know Trey can have a massive game. We know he can go crazy. So um, I think that's how you approach this game. Then you just move on. There's not a lot of cash games, uh, cash game plays in here, mainly just, uh, you know, getting some, uh, you know, uh, Jokic exposure and moving on. Is there anything else to be said as far as this game? Uh, no, I don't really have anything else. I don't know what you're doing over there, Dean. You're typing away. Are you making a blog or something? I think they're going through like my friends on MySpace and chat. I don't know what's going on. And some I probably still talk to and some I probably don't. And I couldn't even pick some out of a lineup for all we know. I don't know who's in my top eight currently. Probably not. Probably Tom. He seems like a stand-up dude. Do I crack um, the top eight? Am I in the top eight team? You're definitely not in the top eight. You're not in the top 800. I don't think you're even on the board, unfortunately. You surveyed yeah, 100 rough. people. Well, yeah, you're not. You're post MySpace. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Late show. Phoenix, 220 is the total. Phoenix is a three-point dog at home. I'm just a little bit concerned here about Davis, Mango. I know they're saying he's probable. I'm just a little bit concerned. Maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe it's the guy. Uh, he's talked about how his shoulder is like, yeah, I feel it at all times. Uh, the training staff, they also said something to the effect of uh, the paraphrase, like, I guess he can't injure it any more than it's actually hurting right now. At least that body part. As for the rest of them, it's Anthony Davis. Um, I would just – and look, we saw it last night with Ingram, and there's no correlation, obviously. But just be cautious. And we talked about it yesterday as far as backloading your lineups and just giving yourself versatility on sites that let you uh, have some late swap. And also, Davis can go out there and absolutely smash, and he's one of those guys that uh, he's underpriced too. He's absolutely underpriced. Uh, you tell me. What are you doing with Anthony Davis and, of course, LeBron? Yeah, I think that's the question. How are you kind of approaching them on this slate? Uh, I think that, you know, a guy like Anthony Davis, I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal play. Uh, Smoller, she's in chat. She she loves Anthony Davis. She said one of her top plays. And uh, I like him too. I think he's a really good option if you want to spend up. Uh, Anthony Davis is a guy to definitely go to. Uh, are people going to be scared, Dean, after the whole Brandon Ingram debacle yesterday to play Anthony Davis? That's kind of a question I wanted to ask. You. Well, the question I just brought up two seconds ago when you weren't listening. Yeah, um, well, people in chat were saying you were deleting your MySpace, so I wanted to make sure that wasn't going I'm down. Not, I don't even know my access code to MySpace, to be honest. I would have, I'd have a couple of guesses, but uh, yeah, whatever it's whatever's there is there, and I probably can't get into it. But uh, well, So here's the question, Dean. What's it, let's talk about like LeBron you can obviously spend up on if you want, but I don't think he's yeah. a priority spend. Um, Anthony Davis is the interesting one because he kind of lands in the big man category, right? How do you rank Anthony Davis amongst all these other guys? I think he can absolutely be the top guy. And I think he can also not play. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm going to have some, you know, uh, some, some tournament, uh, you know, spots for him. Uh, I'm yeah. going to be on the ready in case, uh, for whatever reason doesn't play. And again, there's probably like, I don't know how to quantify it. A 3% chance he doesn't play tonight. 
I think if, I think if you're building lineups, so one, you're making sure LeBron and AD they're on separate teams. You're not, you don't want them together. That's definitely a massive problem to put them on the same team. So make sure within your groups, they're not in the same team. Davis is a guy. I, I think I want to try, ugh, I want to try and get overweight on, but it's not the easiest. And um, I think it's, this is what I think. I think it's more of a FanDuel play. DraftKings, I think it's more difficult. I think there's better plays that you can go do. I think it's more of a FanDuel play to be contrarian and spend up. Uh, so that's how I'll, I'll, I'll do it. DraftKings, I'd X him out. FanDuel, I'd want to get a little bit and be overweight on it. And that's my little paranoia because, like, Fantasy Draft and, and FanDuel, where you might be a better play, uh, you're locked in, you know, which, again, maybe maybe he almost definitely plays. But if there was a draft, and we're going to hold a draft right now, and we're going to draft players that are most likely to get scratched tonight, he, he's a first-round draft pick, is he not? Yeah, no, for sure. He's definitely a first-round draft pick there. What we should do, Dean, this might help the people. Do you want to draft the big men in, in the order that we would take them? Um, I think okay. that could be a helpful exercise. You want to let's go with the go with the centers from Gobert and above. How's that sound? Okay. Well, what site are we on? We're on DK. Uh, I guess fantasy draft will do. Obviously, we're, since we're there. But that, uh, okay, give me one second to pull it up. We're, we're going to hold the draft. I don't know where. What are we doing with this information? No, I just think it's good. It's we're basically ranking the centers. Let's do it from a DK perspective because that's uh, you know that, that's easier to do right now. So what? Who's your who's your number one center, Dean? Who do you got? You know, well, you go first. I'm going to go ahead and pull up my rankings because I don't, and of course, I change this after the show and kind of with more information and all that. But I okay, think I, I had, I'll ahead. take Drummond number one. Yeah, I you've made that very clear and you've taken a stand on it. And unfortunately, I've been kind of sort of dodging it. And I don't mean to dodge it. I just think, yeah, it's so close. but I, I think like I caught myself mid show, right? Like we're just saying, oh, this guy's a good play. This guy's a good play. Like, let's rank them for the people. Let's kind of really break this down. So I currently have, you mentioned uh, Drummond. I currently have him fifth dollar for dollar, and that might be wrong. <laughs> right, who, who do you got after? Who's your number one then? I have Embiid, number one, and then I have Jokic, number two. This is dollar for dollar. Uh, okay. and, then, and then I have Sabonis because he's center eligible as well. I love Sabonis tonight. And then the aforementioned Gobert, which we'll talk about soon enough. Okay. And then I, I, Davis I, is sixth, who's also okay. great. Yeah, which is mean you're probably not getting as much Davis exposure. Like, I have Drummond one. I'd probably go two. I'd go, man, it's tough. I'd probably go... Embiid or Sabonis, it's like they're 1A, 1B, but I think I can just play all of them because, you know, you can put Sabonis at the forward. Um, and then I got um, – I'd probably go with Jokic at four and then Gobert five and then Davis six. So there you go. We kind of got them ranked for the people now. Yeah, and again, I can't tell anybody not to play any of those dudes. Like all of them are in play, and it's not really helpful. Maybe just play the ownership game and just do it that way. Yeah, that's a great way to do it too in tournaments. If one of these guys are lower owned, you're seeing it go down, uh, you know, jump on that and, uh, you know, kind of judge it that way. But like I said, we can go back to doing the game by game. I just thought it was a good way to help the people because I caught myself doing the whole typical tap thing, right? You go, oh, this center is a good play. This center is a good yeah. play. But uh, take a stand, right, Dean? Well, you're supposed to take a stand. But like, again, all these guys are players that I'm willing to play in my first iteration. If it just sort of works out that way. And I think that's kind of sort. It sounds like you're taking a stand, saying you're putting Drummond in and working around that. And I'm not doing that. I'm not saying you can't play Drummond, but that's not the first thing I'm doing. Does that Fair make enough. sense? Yeah, no, I think he's. Uh, I, I get it. If you fall on, you can fall on a different guy. And I explained that earlier, right? If the 600 matters to go from Drummond to Jokic, it's perfectly fine. But yeah, give me Drummond one. For what it's worth, and this is a hard job for uh, for Jamino and his team. I think it's really tricky to figure out ownership tonight because again, there's so many good plays out there. As of right now, we're seeing 31% on Indeed, 27% on Sabonis, 25% on Davis, 23 on Drummond, 22 on Adebayo, which seems a little bit high, but, you know, it's a solid spot as well. Uh, he's really cheap, Adebayo, on, on fans draft for what it's worth, too. Um, he, was, he was popping up in the, uh, the optimals I ran uh, on the RG lineup HQ. 
and Gobert's at 16% and Jokic at 18%. I will have more than that if that's the case. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Uh, we like LeBron. Anybody else in the Lakers? It's like a two-man show. Rondo expected back tonight, but who knows how many minutes he plays, and he's got to fight you know, for minutes with Bradley and Green. Green might be asked to cover Booker, so maybe he gets a few minutes extra run. Kuzma, of course, his minutes limit has been limited as, uh, at least as well. KCP was essentially out of the rotation last game, but Cook gets some run. They give Caruso some run. Long story short, I don't think you have to dig too deep as far as the Lakers. It's a two-man show, right? Yeah, um, that's perfectly fine the way it's going to go. Lakers are a really good play, obviously. I'm going to fade a lot of the Suns, though, because they're pretty good defensively, uh, the Lakers. So, um, yeah, again, I don't, wanna, I don't want too much of this game, surprisingly. I will say, one of the sharp side things I wrote up, Dean, was uh, Lakers minus two and a half. I took them today. So, uh, Lakers win. I like Denver uh, in the expert survey today. I think Denver wallops Atlanta. Uh, I, I put the, some money on that, too. So, it wasn't in my American article, dollars? Yeah, there was Ameri- American dollars on Denver. Yeah. Um, and Miami, too. Well, I liked them earlier. And I don't know what the line is now. Eight and a half now at this point. They, might have, they probably didn't change the Miami news as far as zero being out. He doesn't really move the needle. They're going to be thin. But that Detroit side, I don't think it's very strong. Um, as far as Phoenix, we just crossing them out. Like one of the expert survey questions today was what game are you least interested in? And it's, it was weird typing this, but like because of circumstances in every other game and prices on certain players, I'm like, I'm not enthused about the Lakers and the Suns either. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out on the Suns, man. I, I say we move on. We got 12 minutes left. I say this game is uh, over with. Look at you hosting the show, man. Keep being on rail on the rails. I appreciate that. Uh, Brooklyn, Utah, 219 is a total. Utah has got a 113 total themselves. They're currently a seven point favorites. And this is like, look, this is the Utah game, right? Like I don't play Utah pretty much ever, but, uh, Brooklyn plays at the fastest pace amongst the teams that are playing tonight. And I think they're the worst team when it comes to defensive efficiency, if not the worst team, the second worst team amongst the 16 teams playing tonight. And again, my bold call in the expert survey today was, uh, Donovan Mitchell, 40 real life points in the bucket versus Brooklyn, uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, and in, uh, just to talk about more content today, uh, Noto and his grind down was talking about how uh, he's a Utah fan. So he knows that team pretty well. He talks about how he likes playing Gobert against other bigs. And I assume DeAndre Jordan's going to draw the start just because, you know, girth versus girth, right? Uh, Gobert is going to be closer to the basket against DeAndre Jordan. So it, re- it raises his a opportunity for blocks. It raises an opportunity for rebounds. Um yeah, and Brooklyn's not a good team. You know, just the way their their team is structured. I know they added Jordan this year, but they they've been bad against you know centers. I know it's we have the DBA stuff on that, and I'm not fully ready to trust it because the sample sizes are so small. But uh, I like Gobert today. I like Mitchell today. Conley is still fine. The Jazz are projected to score ten more points today than they've averaged in the season. That's the biggest jump in the slate, bigger than anybody else out there. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. I'm on Utah. Yeah, for sure. You definitely need to uh, be on Utah, right? We were talking off the air. You said, uh, you know, I don't know if you mentioned it during the show, but, uh, you know, Utah, right? They're going to get an up pace game here against the Nets. More points expected. I know you talked up Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if you worry about the Jazz a little bit off the back-to-back, right? A little tired legs could come into play. But, um, yeah, I- I'm pretty good on uh, going Gobert. He's definitely one of the better centers of the day. Uh, but, again, uh, you know, it depends where you have him ranked. I think he's a good option. If you put him in your lineup, go for it. A guy like Mitchell and Conley, they're they're good plays too. Bogdanovich, don't even mind him. Like, I think mixing and matching jazz throughout your lineups is a good idea today. The Brooklyn side, you don't really want to pick on Utah. This game does stay close. Uh, you have to assume it's because Kyrie goes nuts, and the best way to get the Utah is like to make some buckets on the outside. So I don't mind if you're going to play a share or two on the Utah side, pairing it with Irving uh, in a tournament. I'm not going to play Irving in cash. I highly doubt that happens. That's not the plan. 
there is no Karis LeVert for what it's worth. Like Garrett Temple, I presume, gets some extra run. He's a guy that doesn't take a lot of shots. He's the, you know, your stereotypical 3 and D guy. Uh, so maybe some more usage shuffles the way to a guy like Kyrie as well. Maybe maybe Prince gets an extra shot or two. But it's, you know, taking Karis LeVert out of this lineup, I'm not terribly enthused. I guess Dinwiddie off the bench might get a slight boost as well. This feels more like a DeAndre Jordan game than a Jared than an Allen game, but I don't like either one. Uh, you got anything else in this game or anything that you want to kind of add to that, or shall we move on? Yeah, I think like the simple thing is if you're playing a jazz player and you want to run it back with someone, you you run it back with a Spencer Dinwiddie or a Kyrie Irving. Simple reason why is the jazz, right? It's hard to score on them on the inside. You'd rather take jump shooters that are willing to shoot. A guy like Dinwiddie and Kyrie, they are not afraid to shoot. So I think they're guys you can mix and match throughout your tournament lines. But if you are gonna play a Kyrie Irving or a Spencer Dinwiddie, make sure to have a jazz guy on the opposite side. Mango, we got eight minutes and change to knock out the hammer that is Portland and Sacramento. And then a couple questions, of course, that pop up in chat as well. Portland, Sacramento, 222 is the total. Sacramento is a two-point dog, and the secret is out. Corey Joseph is super cheap, and he's probably going to play 32 minutes or so tonight. Not a very good fantasy point player, obviously, but he's super cheap. And, again, he should eke his way to about 20-ish or so fantasy points. Should be enough for you. Uh, He's one of the first guys you put in your cash games, I presume? Yeah, Corey Joseph is a really good play today. Yeah, you have to like him. He's just too cheap of a value. Uh, I was actually, Dean, get this. So I was writing my sharp side picks today, and I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? Like, uh, what are the picks going to be for the day? And this is the one I drew up. I looked at the lines, and I said, how on earth is Portland only a one-and-a-half-point favorite? This makes no sense. Look at the look at this Kings team. Corey Joseph, Buddy Hyde, Harrison Barnes, Bielitsa, and Holmes are going against Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Rodney Hood, Mario Hazonia, and Hassan Whiteside, who's got all the revenge. He hates the Kings. So um, I, I love the Pacers to win this game outright. Does I he hate that, the Kings? I know, I know they drafted him in the second round. I don't know if he hates him. Dude, they cut him, man. The, the first game he came back, he was like out for blood and everything. But I don't know. Maybe with all the money he's made, he's not out for blood anymore. You know, once you start making all the money. Well, he was in the same team with Isaiah Thomas and Boogie Cousins, by the way. Which is Yeah. But yeah. like, I think the point I'm making here is like, if I can get a motivated Whiteside, which is something you can't always get like i'm gonna like the blazers here uh, i think Whiteside, he's gonna be a one percent on play that could have a massive massive game like no one is going to play him so uh, i actually like maybe doing a white side uh i think he's a guy in the blazers i would consider you can always consider lillard and mccullum too but uh if you force me to pick my favorite blazer um it's either probably damian lillard or white side just depends if you have the money to spend up for a guy like uh, a damian lillard on the opposite side though we talked about Corey joseph he's one of those cash core play kind of guys Another guy who's in the cash player pool is Buddy Hyde, man. Like, you can't ignore him at all. He's a really, really good play today. Someone that I definitely want to get some exposure to. And if I was playing tournaments, definitely a guy I would want to be overweight on. I'll tell you, Whiteside's motivated because he's a free agent at the end of the year, you know. So he wants to get, he wants to get one more big contract, I suppose. Uh, he's dealing with a foot. He's expected to give it a go. He's a guy I've been playing the last few times out because he's just been underpriced. And, you know, he's put, put up at least 40 fantasy points in, what, three or four straight games. Uh, I just don't know if I get there because of all the other guys being priced down and Whiteside's kind of sort of priced. He's closer to where he should be than other guys are. How about that? Is that fair to say? No, listen, I get it. Center is absolutely stacked. I, I totally get it. But this is a spot he could eat, man. Like, I mean, he could have a massive, massive game. Uh, we've seen Whiteside go out there and have 2.25 at the end of the first half. And then he ends with 40 fantasy points. I mean, this guy's upside is insane. Um, we got actually news that's really important. Bruce uh, Brown, he is going to start today. So uh, how okay. does that affect the Pistons rankings for you and everything? Well, it hurts Frazier. Now, Frazier might, might only play like 22 minutes, and like that makes him not very interesting. Yeah. If you're desperate for a 3K stinker, uh, I guess you can play him. Uh, maybe Frazier mops up if this game gets ugly or something like that. But um, 
you know, he, he's a guy that needs all the minutes he can handle because, you know, we talk about minutes he go money, his minutes are created poor. So uh, we, we don't really feel good about that. And he was somebody I was going to play in cash and Brown wasn't going to give it a go. So that all of a sudden, maybe that makes white more interesting thing uh, for what it's worth. Kind of a trickle down effect too. I didn't mean the poo poo before, but uh, my, my thought process was I prefer Frazier and kind of opening up salary. Uh, yeah, anything that, else? Go ahead. I was gonna, does that mess up Markeith Morris a little too much for you? No, I think he's still fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Luke Kennard, it might, I don't know, maybe, maybe it doesn't hurt him completely. I mean, he's, I think he's going to get the mids no matter what. So it's not a big deal. Maybe, maybe it helps him a little bit. So there's not as much attention there. Uh, let's see. Anybody else that's kind of, Rashawn Holmes is kind of sort of, he's another guy, another big that's nobody's going to play or maybe, is he a, is no, he a no. power that, forward? People are going to play him on Fandle, right? Yeah, maybe because he's, let's see, is he power forward? I think he is. I think he's a power yeah. forward over there. Yeah. You want You want to spend 6.4K on him though? Well, he's a guy that can, like, he's at, so he's an energy guy who's going to square up against a guy that like doesn't want to use any energy is the argument, right? Uh, not when he goes against the Kings. I mean, he's going to want to, he's not for blood, man. <laughs> what did Rashawn Holmes ever do to him? He didn't cut him. Nah, it don't matter, man. It's the Kings, man. That, that team don't like him. We have some questions loading up in chat. Hopefully uh, they're, well, they're all going to be MySpace related, I presume. Do you oh, have a MySpace please. account still lurking out there? How come the people haven't found yours? No, I don't. Oh gosh, don't even bring that up. I don't think I have one lurking. Uh, hopefully, I don't have one lurking. That'd be really bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the top eight. I love the top eight. I thought it was a fun idea. Um, and I still use it in reference sometimes. Like you it know just what gets I mean? people upset though. Like, oh my god, you move me out of the top. It, it's so many arguments started because of the top eight. I'm sure. I know, but if like someone if someone does something for nice, I'll be like, man, like that. Was, like, thanks a lot for that, man. You're I'm gonna throw you in my top okay. eight now. Yeah, they're they're happy. And what about the person you kicked out? Listen, you got to do better, man. <laughs> This is this is daily fantasy sports. Dude. I don't care what happened yesterday, <laughs> two days ago. I only care about today. What I did, I'm fairly certain, is just the first eight people that I befriended, and I never touched it. I thought that was the safe way to go about doing it. That, yeah. that was the sort of that was my default. Like that's why you're not in my top eight. It was just the first eight that did it. And that's it, uh, including Tom. Maybe not sure. Fair enough, uh, Dean, Dean. The people want QQs, man. They don't listen. Uh, I know they care about your MySpace, but we'll do this another time, man. We got three minutes for the QQs for the people. Lightning round. Are you ready? I'm ready to rock. Jokic or Rudy? Uh, we'll go Jokic. Bam or Tobias? Oh, I'll go Bam Bam. This is Dinwiddie or Bogdanovich, but I don't know which Bogdanovich you're talking about. I prefer Kings Bogdanovich. It's, it's, more the, King, it's the Kings one, so we'll go the Kings Bogdanovich. I got a twofer for you. Uh, that's, this is Brogdon and Buddy Hyde versus Sabonis and Bogdan. What a question. That's, so, that's Bogdan Bogdanovich and Sabonis versus Brogdon and Buddy. Uh, give me a Sabonis combo. Bogdanovich and Jakar, Jakar Samson, versus Warren and Temple. Ooh. Which thinker is worth, uh, Jakar mm. or Temple? Say, say that combo again. What's the, what's the first guy in each one? Jakar Samson and Bogdanovich. I don't know which Bogdanovich. If you're, there's two Bogdanoviches. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify which Bogdanovich. <laughs> and then what's the next? Warren and Temple. Uh, I think I prefer Warren go, Temple. I'm going to go to the Bogdanovich one. Uh, that, that's it. Samson's so bad. I'll go to the Temple one, I guess. It's not pretty, though. Yeah, Rebuild so, your whole lineup. Throw it out the window. You know, crumple up the paper. Throw it away. Uh, it's Donovan Mitchell and Markinen on Fandle. I guess, can you play both those guys? Donovan Mitchell and Markinen, you said? That's the question? Uh, I guess. I mean, they're both fine plays, but, I mean, I'm not in love with it. We got our screen share going on here, too. I'm not sure if we do or we don't, but I had it up here. If you guys want to take a peek as far as what's going down at HQ, wanted to spend more time on it. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to do that because, uh, you know, we're talking eight games and we're talking MySpace. That's just the way things go sometimes. Uh, White or Kojo? Um, 
Well, go That's coach Joseph. Him. Yeah, the core play, man. Yeah. What about play, what about fading Joseph? You're playing tournaments these days. Are you just locking him in and working around him, or like is there said, a real uh, scenario where you can put like 18 points up or 17 points, which is like not a killer, but you know you don't need that. I'll admit my I'm not like super up on my script and my plan was to kind of get it taken care of during this show, but then I got called in. So uh, I had Corey Joseph lock button. I, I think uh, I think I'm just going to keep it and I'm going to trust a lot of the RG projections more so and just kind of let it work. But my uh, my script's going to be one of my uh, not one of my best scripts. I feel like uh, at least this time. Can you play CJ and Dame in the same lineup? Uh, if you are, you better run it back with some Kings. I, I don't think I would be doing that though. But if you are going to do that, you got to stack it up with some Kings. I think you want two of them there then, right? You want, you want to do a Joseph and a buddy Hyde to load up on them, them guards. Yeah. And then now somebody's asking about CJ Dane and Whiteside in the same lineup. I mean, that's, oh, that's I mean, this game goes to overtime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> if you're doing that, you're playing the overtime lineup. So, uh, load up on that, uh, overtime team. Uh, White and Joseph, is that okay as a pairing on FanDuel? It just saved money uh, as far as your point guards. I think it's okay. Oh, sure. It's definitely in play, man. You, you, you can't not consider it. Mangone, give some, I, I appreciate it, by the way. Thank you, Mangone, for stepping in because I was going to be all by, by my lonesome just to talk about body parts for the hour because uh, we had a late scratch. So thank you for uh, putting your script on layaway. I appreciate that. The people out there appreciate that. If, if you're on YouTube and you appreciate that, hit the like button. There you go. Uh, finish strong. Give me something good, Mangone. Yeah. Um, so I guess the thing I'll hit the people with is, uh, you know, be sure to come back if you like what you saw and you want to see us beat up on Kirk for missing the show. We'll beat up him on Thursday. So come back for that on Thursday. And uh, Andre Drummond, he wins you all of the money tonight. All of it. He's, he's Mangone. I'm Dean. Thank you, Fantasy Draft, for sponsoring the show. Stay tuned for Crunch Time if you guys are premium members. Oh, JSU won $100,000 yesterday. Congratulate him. Who's going to be on Crunch Time, I presume? If not today, tomorrow or soon enough. Maybe he retired. I don't know what he's up to. Maybe he's on the show afterwards. We're out of here. Holler. Holler.